Well there, good evening, friends, ladies and gentlemen. This is John C. Morley, Sir Entrepreneur, coming at you tonight. January 10th, we're at the start of our week here, the work week Monday. And um, for those of you that are new to my series, is well, every week, basically starting on Saturday and ending on Friday, I give some great insights in one particular area of your life. And I hone in on that every single night. For those of you that are coming back, well, welcome back. Uh, go ahead and give me a like, a love, a support. Be so grateful of that, whether you're on Facebook, whether you're on my Facebook group page, whether you're on my Instagram, um, uh, actually a LinkedIn uh, profile page, whether you're on my John C. Morley Zero Entrepreneur or YouTube page, my Twitter page, Twitch, or my um, Periscope page. So welcome, everyone. It's great to see you. So we're continuing the talk about how does the brain work, right? How does the brain work? And sometimes that can be a little bit, uh, I should say, of a mystery to people because they're not really sure how our brain actually functions, right? Maybe they're lost in you know what's going on. Uh, they don't know why they're doing something a certain way. Uh, but all they know is that the brain is confusing. And so what I really want to tackle tonight, because we went over a lot of the different parts of the brain, how do we learn? You know, IDs, instructional designers, and people have been wrestling for this uh, for a long time. And one thing is very clear, although it's not the most favorite way for people to learn, that's repetition. Um it seems that whatever we keep repeating, we somehow retain. And um, there is an old adage you probably know, um, basically, is um, if we don't use it, we lose it. And um, so that's kind of what happens when we talk about the neural pathways in our brain. We'll get more into that later uh, in another uh, stream. What I want you to understand is that so repetition is very key. OK, um, another big one that a lot of people um, miss is called the overload effect. So what is the overload effect? Well, it means um, you have something called this, this abundance of learning and too much information being given for the brain to process. And so with this coming at you, users run into an effect called a cognitive overload which causes the brain to become overwhelmed. So um, what people often say to do is you should chunk pieces of information into smaller sections, like five minutes or less, maybe it's 15 minutes, 20 minutes, and take a break in between, really, really important. Um, when uh, content is out there, what I have found that works really well for a lot of people, I know you're going to think this is funny, but it's the truth, is that we learn when we have fun. So maybe you're trying to learn some boring facts, whether it's uh, social studies. Uh, maybe chemistry is not important to you. Maybe you don't like electronics or engineering, but you need to learn these things because they're part of a course you're taking. Or maybe in psychology, you just don't like all the words and the vocabulary. You can put it onto flashcards. You can make it a game. And when you make it fun, the brain starts to change its perspective. 
We remember something that I've said many times by Dr. Wayne Dyer, who said when we change the way we look at things, the things we look at change, which he brought it to us from Patanjali's, who said the same thing many, many years ago. When we change the way we look at things, the things we look at change. When we change the way we look at things, the things we look at change. When we change the way we look at things, the things we look at change. Thus, in order to get this brain to work, we need to be playful with it. You know, of course, we can read something many, many times. And yes, we're going to memorize it. And we could probably write something down. But that's a boring way to learn, right? Really boring. Um, before, um, you probably were thinking of some concepts in your head. And you don't necessarily want to entertain them, right? Um, but for whatever reason, you just can't remember them. So if you make your life fun, ladies and gentlemen, your brain's like, oh, yeah, I want to do more of this. I want to do more of this. Let's, let's do more of this. And it becomes this natural thing that happens in your body. And, of course, the dopamine levels, as we've talked before, they grow and increase. And it gets you to feel great in your brain, like a natural high. And I think that's really, really, really cool. And uh, I know, ladies and gentlemen, that a lot of people are challenged by the brain. They're like, oh, I got to learn this stuff. I have to learn this thing, or I've got this whole book and I got to learn it by tomorrow. Well, it doesn't work like that. You got to make things fun and creative. When you make things fun and creative, guess what happens? Your brain says, huh, this is actually fun. I want to get involved with this. Huh, this actually might be interesting. And when you approach something with that concept, with a light heart and just a playful spirit, your brain just sort of naturally opens up and takes all the information inside you. Now, maybe you've had a situation where you had to memorize a phone number, right? And we all can memorize phone numbers pretty easily because the standard of most people's memory um, is seven plus or minus two. Therefore, that's where we came up with our phone numbers. People can remember 10 digits pretty easily. When we think about our brain and we think about remembering something, maybe you're trying to remember a combination. A lot of times people can't remember the entire credit card, but you know what they can do? They can chunk it. And then they just link that, and now they've remembered their credit card number. That's pretty cool, right? Or their account number. That's a lot of people memorize their social security number and stuff like that, right? Um, they, they just, they do it, but how does that work? Well, that's a neat thing. It works in a very unique way. And the way it works is that when someone looks at something and we've talked about this before, when somebody starts to think about something they already know, and it uh, looks like we have our Joker here who it looks like, thank you, uh, Mary. We're going to definitely put them into a block and a timeout. Uh, again, I don't know why we get these people. They just seem like they uh, they just want to they just want to kind of drive us crazy here. But that's right. We have blocked the user. We have put them in a timeout. And it looks like they're on a permanent block list, aren't they? Um, so definitely, um, not going to be bothering us anymore. You know, when we think about our brain and we think about chunking something, right? 
you know, you could chunk a recipe, you could ch chunk um, all kinds of things. Now, let's say, for example, you were trying to memorize a formula, okay? We all know the formula, A squared plus B squared, C squared, right? Right? We know that formula, right? A squared plus B squared. Equals C squared. Ever heard that formula before? You haven't heard that formula before, huh? Okay, it's the it's a theorem, um, and it comes to us from the right triangle that has two sides, uh, A and B. The hypotenuse is equal to C, so A plus B equals C squared. So remember, it's A squared plus B squared. Equals C squared. A little bit of uh, trigonometry there. But the reason I, I say this to you is maybe when you first were thinking about this, you're like, hey, John, that's really complicated. Hi there. Thank you for joining us tonight. So tonight, yeah, tonight we're actually talking about uh, more about the brain. We've been talking a little bit as we've gone along. And um, we talked about the different parts in our brain. Uh, last night and the night before. Tonight, we're actually talking about how we can get the brain uh, to do what we want. Uh, feel free to ask your question in the comments, and I'll be happy to uh, respond to you. Thank you for joining us, and let us know where you're joining us from. So our brain, although most people think that we need to just keep repeating things, and although we can learn by repeating things, it becomes extremely boring, all right? When we make things fun, our brain is much more likely to cooperate and help us remember things. Yes. Um, let's just say, for example, you have to go to the store and you want to get something, right? And it's not just one thing. Maybe you have several things you need to get. So how are you going to remember all those things without writing them down, right? That becomes a slight challenge. All right, so you're going to the store. And um, you're trying to remember what you need before you go there. And you know at home, you know you need a, um, I don't know, you need a gallon of milk. Okay, welcome, welcome. It is great to have you. Um, so epilepsy, um, is actually a certain part that affects the brain. And, um, the thing that I want to share about that is it's, uh, as you probably know, it's a central nervous system disorder. And so the brain actually becomes hyperactive, uh, causing seizures and other types of behavior that would not be considered usual. Uh, sensations and other things can happen. And um, when an epilepsy happens, the basically the brain cells from the neurons transmit messages in a form of electrical impulses that are too strong, like there's just too many of them. And an interruption of these impulses leads to seizures. So the brain is on and the body's on this hyper overload. And so your body 
actually um, kind of freaks out a little bit. And so a disconnection happens. And when that happens, well, our mind and body kind of go offline for a moment, and that is known as a seizure. Now, some seizures, as we know, are extremely harmless, and they don't cause problems. But there are some seizures that can be really damaging. And um, in the middle of the brain, there's a special part we talked about last night, the temporal lobe. It's called the hippocampus. And this specific part of the brain is uh, responsible for learning and forming memories. So if the hippocampus becomes damaged, it causes an epilepsy in some people. So that's just one type of way uh, that, that it actually happens. And so... Um, when we think about a reboot, I want to just show you something, and it's perfectly healthy to do. If you take your finger for a moment, okay, just take your finger, and you can take your thumb and your index finger, and just take it. And what I want you to do is I want you to just literally press it against your um, your thumb, pull it, don't hurt yourself, but feel the pressure a little bit, and just leave it on there for a couple seconds. And so we're going to leave it on actually for 30 seconds. So 29, 28, 27, 26. 25, 24, 23, 22, 21, 20, 19, 18, 17, 16, 15, 14, 13, 12, 11, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, Three, two, one. Now take your fingers and then just kind of push the sides a little bit, just like that. Do that for a few seconds. We're going to do that for about 15 seconds. 14, 13, 12, 11, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, one. And what you should notice is that this starts to open up some areas that kind of like reboots your brain. Now, nothing dangerous happens, but it causes a reset on your brain. And I, I was sharing this because what you had said before about, you know, too many at once soft reboots. What we're doing is you'll even feel if you do it longer, you'll feel your nasal cavity open up. Uh, you might feel a little bit of a natural, great feeling in your head. And this is great to do if you're stressed. Maybe you're just trying to get focused for a moment, right? That can happen. Now, the reason why a lot of people get frustrated with their brain is they try to take, okay, a square peg and put it into a round hole. But you can't do that, right? So we need to know how to use our brain. And when we know how to use it properly, we can have an amazing life. And we can come become creators of just about anything we want. As I'll say, and I've said many, many times before, when we change the way we look at things, the things we look at change. When we change the way we look at things, the things we look at change. When we change the way we look at things, the things we look at change from Dr. Dwayne Dyer and also Patanjali's, who actually shared it with Dr. Dwyer. 
our brain, which is running all the time, even when we sleep, 95%, okay, of everything we do every day comes from our subconscious. So there are programs that are running inside our mind. And we'll dive more into those. But tonight, I just want to kind of get the idea across to you that we need to work on focusing our brain, right? So how to make the brain learn fast. That's really, I think, what I want to cover it. Some people will say things out loud. Some people will write them down, then say them out loud again. They'll chunk it. They'll test themselves. Maybe they'll do an exercise like, um, I'm intelligent. You know, I'm into, and, and you can ask yourself a question like, uh, what's the square root of? And so if you're trying to study for something, right? The nice thing about doing this is that your brain can start to learn things in a fun and playful manner. And when it does this, guess what happens? It wants to learn more. Yeah, not just one thing, but it wants to learn more. And it's like craving more information from you. And um, if you take notes by hand and not a computer, it's actually going to cause more neural pathways to be um, constructed in your brain. Because you're causing a sensation as you're writing it. You're saying it. You're writing it. That's why a lot of times uh, teachers would always say, well, you want to memorize your your um, your spelling. It's really easy. Go home. Yes, yes. Very, 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 very good point. The subconscious, and there was a great book, uh, Dianetics, many, many years ago that was written. And so they call it something called engrams. So when you are actually awake, things go one place. If you're ever subconscious or something happens to you, God forbid, they kind of go somewhere else. You might have known this happened to you or a friend of yours. Maybe if you have an aversion to something, okay, and you think about that, and you become fearful or you become happy or whatever. It could be an aversion. It could be something you like. You become immediately in that state. But if I was to ask you, why do you get in that state? Some people can't tell me. Now, if you're really happy, oh, I love that because that was the first time I went out. It was my first date or that was the first time uh, – I was able to get an award or, or whatever it was. But if it was something that you didn't like, chances are it's being repressed in your subconscious. And so subconscious just means it's not conscious. So what we try to do, and we do this in hypnosis, which I'm not going to do tonight, we be make the subconscious become conscious. So maybe it was something when you were younger. Maybe there was an accident. And maybe when that accident happened, um, let's just say there was darkness and someone says, oh, I'm never going to live again. I all I see is darkness. And if you heard that and that went into your subconscious, guess what you're playing every time you see darkness? You got it. So 
we'll talk about ways that you can actually get rid of these things down the road. But tonight, I want you to understand that the brain is better to be used when you can play with it. Um, when you can actually mold it, have fun with it, experience things. And see, the more experiences you have in your senses, touch, taste, sound, smell, sight, guess what that does? Yes, it helps to cause a memory to form. And that's why if you ever have gone a ride in the amusement park, maybe you went on a ride with a great friend, you might have noticed that after you went on that ride with them and you had this great adrenaline building up, you got off the ride and you became really great friends. You weren't sure how or why it happened. I can tell you why it happened. It's because you both enjoyed an extremely pleasurable moment, an adventure. And then when you got off, that just kind of cemented in you. So now when the two of you are together hanging out, you're always having that great feeling. And you know that whenever you're together and you're around, you're going to have a great feeling. You want to create more of those feelings, right? Our brain is extremely powerful. The reason that most people don't harness it, it's simple. They just think that, you know, it works one way. It doesn't. The more creative you can be with your brain in, and how you actually uh, give it information, the greater chances of you remembering something and the faster you will. When we talk about a spelling lesson, so the teacher would generally tell you to say the word. Let's say the word was, I don't know, encyclopedia. And so encyclopedia, E-N-C-Y-C-L-O-P-E-D-I-A. And you write that out, encyclopedia. Maybe you write a sentence after that. My friend gave me an encyclopedia and it made my day. Then maybe you write the word encyclopedia again. Then maybe you write it again. But you see, each time you do this, you create, you create more connections in your brain. This is the thing that most people don't understand. You see, the left part of your brain, okay, controls the right side of your body. The right side of your brain controls the left side of your body. Here's the challenge. Most people just tell their brain to do something one time. And then you know what? They're extremely disappointed because they didn't get what they wanted. Now, most people become really tired and say, oh, I don't want to keep studying this every day. But that's how 80 to 90% of the world learns because that's how they were taught in school. We have to just keep repeating things. And eventually when we become sick of them, well, it'll become a habit. Now, that's nice. And yes, you can do some things by a habit. Wouldn't it be better to be able to learn in less time? All right. How else do we do that? Let's say that you wanted to learn, oh, I don't know, maybe you wanted to learn how to make a paper airplane. 
But let's say that you already know how to make a paper car. I can say, okay, making a paper airplane is similar to making a paper car. We both in each situation start out with an eight and a half by 11 piece of paper. We start out by folding in half. We start there and then it changes, but we just shape the paper a little bit differently and fold it differently. And now we have an airplane. And when we have an airplane, we have that aerodynamicness, which you don't get with the car. You see, when you have something you already know, this is why in, in college and in school, people always say you need to have a, a prerequisite before you can take that course. It's not because they're trying to be nasty. It's because they know that when you have a prerequisite, okay, that is going to make the next course that much easier. So if you were taking a programming course, let's say in basic, okay, or Pascal, but you didn't know Pascal, but maybe the first thing you ever learned was understanding computers or basic, beginner's all-purpose involved instructional code. Now that you have a, an understanding of what a computer language is, taking one that's a little more structured and involved just seems like second nature. See, that's how our brain works. Our brain works in a very unique way because it uses something called RAS, the reticular activating system, which if you've heard me talk before, it's about connecting you to things. Now, when we're born, this was actually put there to help us with fight and flight and staying alive. But as we get more familiar with life and we're able to take a few risks and our reticular activating system says, okay, hey, this isn't too crazy. I actually can do this. I am feeling comfortable with this. So I've always told you, you have to make yourself be a little bit uncomfortable. If you're comfortable 24-7, you're never going to grow. You're going to stay exactly where you are. All right. So we learned tonight a little bit about how we can make the brain cooperate for us. We learned that if we have a basic understanding of something, can be a lot easier to learn something new when there's something that has a general theme or a commonality to help us bridge that gap. Because your brain is just going to form more neural connections to assimilate that information. I mean, that's just like really cool. We also learned that our brain works best when it has fun. All right. I was talking about this um, uh, thing about the store, and I'll, I'll end off with that. So you got to go to the store to get um, to get some things. You know what you need at home, but when you get to the store, you forget. All right. So we're going to the store. The first thing I need is I need a um, I need a gallon of milk. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to imagine this great big boat. And then I'm going to imagine just gallons of milk just all over the deck. Okay. All right. The next thing that I need is I actually need a dozen eggs. Now, in the center of this boat is a big mast going up to the top. And at the middle of it, there's a rung 
where you can almost have two flags. Well, instead of putting a flag up, I'm actually going to hoist up a carton of eggs. And then I also noticed that I need some peanut butter. So I'm going to take huge jar of peanut butter. And I'm going to somehow get that string to go through. And I'm going to hoist up that big container of peanut butter. And then I know this is probably going to make a big mess. So I know that I need lots of plates and napkins. At the very top of the mast, I see a huge paper plate. And the center of that plate, I see a cone of napkins. Do you see how that works, ladies and gentlemen? That's pretty cool. All right, so you just went to the store. And what's the first thing you need? Oh, well, you need a gallon of milk, right? And you, that's very easy for you to remember, a gallon of milk, okay. Uh, what else do you need? It doesn't matter the order, okay. Um, then I need uh, a dozen eggs, okay. What's on the other side of the flagpole? Oh, that big thing of, uh, that's right, peanut butter. You got it. And then... Of the peanut butter. I'm gonna make this big mess, right? So on the top, oh, I need to buy some paper plates. And then in the center of the paper plates going up are cones of napkins. You see, you really do have a great memory. The problem is most people don't try. They're afraid to experiment. They're afraid to play with their brain. They're afraid to play in general. See, our world has a lot of rules, and I get it, okay? However, you can't let rules predicate and dictate how you learn. I can go into a whole thing about learning, but I just want to get you to understand that we need to have fun with our brain. We need to let it connect to other things, other people, other situations, other experiences, I could have made that list even longer, and you'd remember it. You'd remember it for as long as you needed to. What if you were able to remember people's names? Maybe you go to a party, and you're like, oh, I'm terrible at remembering people's names. So you meet the first person, and um, my name's John. Hi, my name's John. Uh, I'm Joe. Hey, Joe, how are you? Uh, short for Joseph, right? Joe, yes. And um, so maybe I'm going to notice that Joe has on a blue blazer. And then I notice he has a lapel pin up here. I'm going to say his name at least three times. Joe, I noticed you have this little lapel pin right up here, and I can't quite see it. What is it of? Oh, it's the American Federation flag. So what was that for? Oh, you got that as an award from your school. Oh, that's pretty amazing. And so now um, you've connected with that, and you can say, hey, Joe, I have to ask you, what did your school award that for? What, what did you do? Well, that's fantastic. And I have to ask, what made you want to become so selfish, selfishless 
and do that for all those wonderful people. I mean, that was just amazing what you did for those orphans. He's like, well, you know, I, I, and he tells you the story, like, Joe, I've met a lot of people today. I have to tell you, that's one story I'm definitely not going to forget. I definitely want to connect with some of the people. Would it be okay if we exchanged some business cards? Do you think I'm going to forget Joe's name? No. You see, the problem with most people when they meet people is they don't put their true intention forward to connect with others. Why? They're busy. They have an attitude. I'm better than you. You know, those kind of things. So we need to be humble and we need to connect with the person, but genuinely, not for a facade, but be genuine. All right. We learned a lot tonight, didn't we? Ladies and gentlemen, I would really appreciate if you would go ahead and comment below. What did you think about tonight? Now I bet you believe you have a stronger memory, don't you? Better than you thought. And why don't you tag some of your friends, your colleagues, and your associates. Share it out to everyone you know on your social media. And then go to YouTube and type in my name, John Spacey, space M-O-R-L-E-Y, space serial entrepreneur. Look for the key phrase, help keep our content free. Once you see that, make the choice to buy my team and I a cup of coffee. We'll be so grateful. Just click on that PayPal link and we'll invest in the new technology, new hardware, new equipment, new people and staff, and even new facilities to give you the most jaw-dropping motivational content. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I am John C. Morley, serial entrepreneur. It has been my privilege, a pleasure, and an honor to be with you this evening. We're going to continue the stream uh, tomorrow, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. How does the brain work? This is not something you get a manual with when you're born, right? They don't give you a owner's guide that tells you, okay, on page 300, uh, you need to make sure you drink X glasses of great water, uh, or you need to make sure that you have set the washing machine to off before doing something, or you need to make sure that you push this button and that button to cause the machine to reset. Pretty cool, right? I have had a blast being with you. Um, it was great meeting my friend here from Norway. I hope that you'll come back and, and see us in another stream. And tell all your other friends, uh, we would love to get more uh, people uh, to learn about this. And my book is actually coming out in just a few months, 25 Gifts of Inspiration to Change Your Life and Everyone Else in It. I hope you have the most magnificent and great nights, and I'll see you guys tomorrow. Take care.